Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I am your host, Mark. I'm joined. I, I, oh, do it every. You do it every time. I every I time. didn't know. Okay, I, we haven't established a protocol as you to know, we, when I. We're like four months into this podcast. Coming in. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> That's Dirty Jeff. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> we uh. We're uh, we're still trying to figure things out. I thought um, that what we should have done is um, uh, I would say I'm Mark and you're Jeff, and uh, we would do the entire episode portraying each other. Ooh, that's a good idea. We're not going to do that. That's too much no, work. That is a lot of work. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it. I, I, uh, I have I, to get into character. That, it takes me a little bit of time. No, it's a better idea than it is actually something that you would try to execute. People would hate it. <laughs> they might, uh, which would be worthwhile. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're uh, this <laughs> this month's theme is over the top villains. Ooh, boy, I'm batting two and, uh, for two. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, and uh, this week we watched the 1997 film. Face Off, uh, directed by John Woo. Dude, uh, like after watching this, I'm like, I need more Woo. Uh, no, back in the like 90s, John Woo was the shit. I'm gonna um, look for more John Woo, like it, mean, just on my own his... personal time. I already put John Woo month on our list of possible <laughs> uh, themes because uh, you know this was everything and more to me. The dude. I mean, he's got a ton of... He's got 43 direct directorial credits on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, I, and most of it, most of it's from, like, the, the now, 80s and the 90s. Did he direct The Big Hit? Do you see that on there? The Big Hit. It would have been hit. probably right around this period. Maybe. No, early. he did... Um, Who directed The Big Hit? I swore that was him. So in the 90s, he went from Hard Target... Uh, which is the oh that's what it uh, oh hard the Van Damme target. that's a Van Damme movie you yeah, should be I'd love Hard Target now don't get it wrong <laughs> that, that, uh, oh, oh. but he went from in ninety three went from Hard Target to ninety six Broken Arrow which is another Travolta movie uh, I like Face Broken Off. Arrow but I haven't seen it in ages now I, I think the reason I got Big Hit confused is there's a lot of slow mo in the Big Hit and uh, yeah so maybe that's what I don't know if me. I've ever seen it. Oh, hold on, let me add this to the list because we're going to watch the big hit one day, buddy. I love the big hit. <laughs> uh, but right after Face Off, uh, John Woo then directed Mission Impossible 2. The worst Mission Impossible movie. And then the uh, the Nick Cage film Wind Talkers. Don't think I've ever seen it. I'm going to have to go through and watch some of these, though. I mean, I'm thinking yeah, about no, more of his early work. The he, he I believe he... Mostly, like his early works, Japanese films. So yes, um, uh, like yeah, he old he does have a bunch of. Was an uh, old boy him? Was that him? Old boy, I don't think so. That was not him. Once again, you have confused. That's Chow Young your... Fat. Oh my god! Hold on, old. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Old boy. Uh, I'm directed by. No, it's not. Oh my god. Okay, well you're forgiven. Um, That's not even Chow Young. I apologize. To everyone listening, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's uh, it should be noted that we're recording this podcast uh, early in the morning uh, on Labor Day, so uh, you're forgiven. Oh well, thank you for forgetting but your your Asian folks. Confusion. I, I uh, there's no excuse. Anyway, uh, so 1997 Face Off, starring Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, and a host of others. Uh, probably most notably, Gina Gershon would be the only other name that people might recognize. However, Nick. Uh, no, there's a, there's a ton of people Nick Cassavetes is awesome in this. I love him on screen at any point. He's hilarious. Um, Did you know uh, Thomas Jane is in this movie? I read that, but I didn't see Thomas Jane. When is he in the movie? He's in the prison. Uh, he's the the guy with the glasses, the long hair and the glasses. That's not prison. Thomas Jane. Yeah, it is. Look it up. Oh, what? No, because he's unrecognizable. 
Yeah, pretty much. I have to. I'm going to fact check this, but you you start fact talking for a, a second. I'm going to pull up the movie. Check it. All yeah, right, and uh, uh, so this movie also stars Joan Allen, which is another recognizable actress. Now, what um, has she been in? Because I, I always recognize her, but I think I just recognize her from this. I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, but uh, most recently, she was in the 2015 movie Room, um, the one with um Brie. Yes, bro, that is not Thomas Jane. I'm telling you, that's Thomas Jane. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm about to pause it on a picture of him because this (laughs) side by side. (laughs) But anyways, um, so so the premise, the IMDb synopsis for this movie is to foil a terrorist plot. An FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who murdered his only son, but the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge yeah and it's amazing uh, now okay it is thomas jane but holy hell like you really gotta look i i missed them until i saw his his name in the credits i mean um, and then, i have then to i went back and looked them up to pause and just really look because if you've watched this movie i even i know it's him now and it still doesn't look like him it's amazing yeah oh good call all right, so, um, so John Travolta uh, starts the movie as uh, what's his name, uh, Sean Archer. He's a FBI agent um, who, uh, er, the beginning scene of the movie, his son is murdered by uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage's character, Caster Troy, while they ride a merry-go-round at some park and uh nicholas cage is attempting to kill sean archer yeah it's completely uh, on accident i mean he's uh, not but ends too up beat shooting. up about it no he didn't, <laughs> you know <laughs> uh but he he ends up shooting sean archer in the back as archer shields his son but all right. know, as so, most high high caliber bullets do, they go through targets. Right. Um, so I don't want to dwell too much on this opening scene, but it's the 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 fodder, the the catalyst well, for what is to it's come. The, yeah, it's the entire plot. Well, yeah. All right. So, but this movie isn't about the plot. Uh, it's, no, it's all not. about this <laughs> is overacting one hundred and one. This movie is overacting to the most overacting degree, and it's wonderful for it. I, but I don't know. I but see, like that's the thing is both both Travolta and Cage throughout this movie, and they both get equal time to showcase their, I'll almost say finesse and how finesse. they represent. Each, no, there's it, no it's finesse. Fin, it's, this is a no. This is you a movie you, with just the oh my. You God. talk about over. You talk about overacting, and yes. you. When you say overacting, that assumes that you could take any old person, any old actor that from Hollywood. That does not assume that. No. And put them in this role, and they would be able to overact it as well. Now you're putting um, words in my mouth. No, I'm just saying you're. Uh, that's the assumption. That that's the made. assumption you are making. Okay. So, again, don't put words in my mouth. I never said just anybody could pull this off. It took, these, are the only two, these are the only two actors in Hollywood that could have pulled I, this movie I'm off. I'm totally okay with that. I am. I would not use the adjective finesse. Um, maybe there's a, a level of genius and uh, willingness to have fun on set that Nick Cage has really just kind of been synonymous with his ability to overact. And uh, Travolta, like we've talked in last week, I was like, I don't know any Travolta movies. I'm really like over the moon on at all other than this um but this is where so i don't know that we're gonna need to recap the plot okay like last week no i don't think so because uh, there's so much to talk about here and we've got an hour to get into it and the the okay so they switch faces right so basically what happens is there's a bomb and in order to find out where the bomb is 
Sean Archer, Travolta's character, needs to go to jail to get the information out of Castro Troy's brother, Pollux, which is the dumbest name I've ever heard. You know what a Pollock is? <laughs> it's a fish. Okay? And he has to go get it out of Pollux, who's... Uh, talk about... Okay. All right. Maybe I'll... Uh, you know what? I'm going to concede here. Finesse. They use finesse in their overacting because... Pollux Troy is the worst thing of all time in any movie. He <laughs> sucks so bad with his overacting. Oh, oh, what are you thinking about? Good Lord. I'm gonna, that was actually pretty good. I'm putting a clip in because this guy sucks. Seeing that face on you makes me afraid my tiramisu might come back up. Well, think about me. This nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. Brother, we're going straight. Oh, my goodness. Did you exchange brains as well? The first thing I need you to confess to is the location of the bomb. What about our $10 million? What about when I become an American hero for defusing the bomb? What's that worth? Know that. Thank you. Next question. You're not the only one in the family with brains. No. Although now I am the only one with the looks. Touche. So they, they, like he's getting information out of where the bomb is and he figures it out. And then, uh, but at this point, Castro Troy has now taken on Sean Archer's body and he has revealed to Castro Troy that he has uh, taken over his body. He's going to be sleeping with Sean Archer's wife. And um, now Castro Troy is stuck in prison and then they eventually escape and awesomeness ensues. So hey, real quick, real quick, how old, how old would you have assumed Joan Allen, who plays John Travolta's wife in this movie, Eve, at the time of you filming? Have said, yep. How old would you have said that she is at the time of the film? Thirty five. I think that's a what? She, really? Yeah, she she could She be looks like a grandma. I think that has more to do with her hairstyle than anything. She looks like a How no, old is she? She looks did you, like did a 55-year-old grandma. Yeah, it's her hair. She doesn't look that old. She was 41. Um She had a grandma so you, haircut. You, I'll say that. I listen, the I think watching I think that was my most eye-opening experience wow. watching this again. This is that's was, what drew you in and just was I was like I was like wait a minute. I was like how old is this lady? 41. Uh it's it boggles the mind. At actually. the time of filming she was 41. 41. See, I would say she looks good for 41. But they have a teenage daughter. They of course had yeah. their young son that passed away and uh the, the daughter is definitely going through her teenage years. Um, now, so we got to mention a couple things early on in this movie. The introduction of Castor Troy is one of the best things yes. yep. you've ever seen. He's yep. planting the bomb. He's wearing a clergyman's outfit. He's singing hallelujah, groping someone and in the choir. And he's headbanging. He's headbanging so to the ridiculous. choir. And then he goes and he gropes the choir person. And he leaves and go to his plane. And there, the bald man who, uh, what's his name? Um, Dietrich, who is played by Nick Cassavetes, I think. He's awesome. I love him in this whole, anytime he's on screen. Brings out a box filled with all of Castro Troy's favorite knickknacks. Two guns, some blunts, or excuse me, no. Um, what do you call them when they're joints? I, I don't really smoke the weed. Uh, I have to say that because there's really. a police officer here. Um, <laughs> and some drugs and chiclets. Now, if you don't know what chiclets are, because I haven't seen them in stores in ages, they're gum, right? And it's just, he just... Little, little squares. Little squares of gum. He just has them with him because it's always important to have chiclets. It's awesome. And then he gets on the plane and he says, I could eat a peach for hours. And then he makes out with the... The, the flight attendant who happens to be a cop, she gets, it's so good. Everything happens so fast. You know, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. And the action in this movie is so good. It's like practical effects, 
out the wazoo. There's explosions, and all the explosions are real. There's not a computer animated nothing to be seen anywhere. Oh, it's good. So we, uh, while Nick Cage gets a lot of the, 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 the billing for being just like over the top, uh, and, you know, just off the wall facial expression. I mean, you know, wide eyed and yeah. And he does that face several times in this movie. Yeah. Bro, I, I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from John Travolta. Um, so this may be my 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 favorite favorite John Travolta without question movie. to me without it's not either I can't think of one that even comes close. He he steal he steal he goes mm. he goes toe to toe with yes Nick Cage yes. as far as the like outlandish just yeah. off the wall stuff. And you don't think about that too much with Travolta. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, like I, I, we said last week that, you know, Travolta's more of an ensemble actor. Well, I I had now, granted, I haven't really seen I think really you said that about, uh, what's his name, Frodo? Elijah Wood. No, no, no. I, I, I Did you? Okay. I, I, yeah, well, I the evidence is out there if anyone wants to research it. You know, he's more of an ensemble actor. And, you know... But this this movie. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Me wrong. Hold on, hey, you said this is your favorite Travolta movie. It just dawned on me. You like this movie more than Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's not what I said. You said that's it's your favorite Travolta now, movie, and Travolta's it, in Pulp Fiction. Tra- right, but nothing beats Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh, so. okay, whatever. There are a lot of things that do, like Samuel L. Jackson in Jackie Brown, a much better that's film. Nice. Where he looks like the Crypt Keeper when he's sitting on the couch and he has his long hair down and he looks like the Crypt Keeper. It's awesome. Yeah, but that's okay, not now, a better performance. Anyway. Oh, excuse me! It's not. Oh, my God. Okay, let's talk about this movie. Something we agree on. This movie's amazing. My favorite, my favorite John Travolta line in this film is... I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Yeah, classic. I have it's the, a classic line. Whoever gets to play, be it Travolta or Cage, whoever gets to play Castro Troy is having the most fun. Yes, and right, without a doubt. It, it it almost disappoints me a little that you don't get enough of Cage's caster because Sean Archer just cries the whole movie. <laughs> I'm in prison. <laughs> like he's just always like on edge and crying and sad. Always, he never stops being sad. Yeah, but I, that the the back and forth between both characters, like and and both actors playing both characters, um, I think is I think is a pretty good uh, flip of the switch. Yeah, is because they both throughout the movie flop, you know, and and they they both have their. They're, they're crazy scenes, and then they both have their, their boohoo scenes. And uh, I think they're both talented enough actors to where I'm not like, oh, that was stupid. Oh, that was dumb. So um, so let's let's do, you know the old thing that people say? They're like, huh, oh, he, made, he, he made a good Batman, but not a good Bruce Wayne and vice versa. You know that old argument that people make? Yeah. Who, okay, who's, who's your favorite Sean Archer, and who's your favorite Caster Troy? Uh, Travolta does both of them. You prefer Travolta's performance in both cases. Yeah, he he's better he's better throughout the movie than Nick Cage is. It's because granted, Nick Cage doesn't get the opportunity to ham it up like Travolta did. Travolta yeah. plays a a great bad guy. Um I just I mean, okay, so one thing that changes is Castro Troy before the transition. His outfits are amazing. He yeah, gets yeah, no, out of the But thing. that's only that's only no, like 15 I, minutes. 15 no, 20 minutes. I totally agree. I but I still prefer that version of Castro Troy, but it, because it's just built for Nicolas Cage. Like they, that character is made for him. And like he, if we if we had gotten a full movie of, of Nick Cage playing Castro Troy. If they do a prequel, the villain? Oh, come on. 
<laughs> if they do a prequel face on, oh man, apply directly to the forehead, I'd watch that. So, like, he gets out of the car at the airport, and the wind, I don't know how they did this, but John Woo is awesome at these operatic, and, and, and opera is a great word for it. This is an action opera. And the wind blows his long tail of his jacket, like his coat, out of his yeah. car and it blows in the wind and he's got this red he just looks so cool man and his guns are gold and he's got two of them and he could eat a peach for hours i think uh a lot of this is this john woo and if you've seen any other john woo films which i think we both have mm-hmm. uh he he's a big he's a big fan of like action cinematography, and, and I don't even know if that's he a, loves uh, right. A the doves, dove. <laughs> just he, anything slows down, and doves are everywhere. He loves slow mo. <laughs> he basically is like the tasteful version of Michael Bay, like explosions and slow mo, and just awesome looking stuff. But he does it so much better, and with so much more, like knowing why he's doing the things he's doing. Then, like, to me, he's Michael Bay before Michael Bay, but better, because I don't want to insult the man by comparing him to Michael Bay, but Michael Bay is the only modern equivalent we have. Well, I mean, Michael, I think you're underselling Michael Bay a little bit. Whoa, oh, um, are you a closet Michael Bay fan? I'm not closet Michael Bay. Oh. I'm a Michael Bay fan. Oh, okay. Um, I, I really am surprised. I thought you'd be a hater. The the dude's a good he's a good director when he when he wants to be. Uh, What's your favorite he's Michael blowing, Bay movie? Uh, not the island, is it? Bad Boys. Okay. Um, but a close second would be the first Transformers. I yeah, I'm okay with the first Transformers. I just don't like yeah. the designs of the the Transformers themselves. But no, but it was a coherent story with which is with, rare for him. Yeah, right. With heart and everything else. Heart. So it's... Okay, now, now, okay. You can't. You the, award, fir- the, the first Transformers I had a ton of heart. I have told you on several occasions who have, who awards heart I... to things. That's Are you me. saying that I cannot? Correct. Tell you. You better a, come a up with another term. <laughs> <laughs> that movie has blood. Um, oh, okay. This movie has blood. Oh, it's good. Oh. Th- the the face off scene, dude, isn't uh, it great? Where they take the the, it, it it's it's like a it's a scene right out of a horror film. Yeah, the surgery they pull it off and yeah. they just you just get glimpses, right? You just oh get... yeah, with with Nick Cage, it reminded me of the 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 scene with the Joker. Um, oh yeah, great where, great uh, callback. Jack Nicholson is is uh, playing the Joker, and he, you know the. He has his face wrapped, and then he takes it off, and he looks in the mirror for the first time. And we don't see him, his reflection. We just see him break the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, that that reminded me of this scene with Nick Cage, and he's just walking around. He's got the cigarette hanging off of his off of his lips that don't have any skin on them. Yeah. So he um, wakes up real quick to set the stage. If anyone's not seen Face Off, just go watch it and come back. But he. This is sort of a pre-op scene. So they've taken Caster Troy's face off and put it on Sean Archer, who is now in prison pretending to be Caster Troy. And so Nick Cage has woken up from his coma without a face. And he has no lips. And you can tell when he's on the phone because he doesn't use his lips when he talks. And, like, it's just that... That's another really, really, really great, good impersonation. Yeah, great attention to detail. And, um, you know, the doctor comes in and he's like, they show his face briefly of, you know, it's just meat and it's awesome. And then the next thing you know, Sean Archer as Castro Troy meets Castro Troy as Sean Archer in the prison. And Castro Troy, or excuse me, Sean Archer whines a bit and... Caster Troy, as Sean Archer goes home, sleeps with his wife, gives his daughter a knife, goes to work, and everyone's like, we like this guy way better because he's not a jerk. He doesn't have a stick up his butt. They literally say that at one point. And, um, you know, things are going good for for old Caster Troy. 
and Sean Archer has to break out of prison. Now, this movie, I think, is I don't know a year it was set. Uh, but I would, it had I would assume it's in the 90s. Yeah, but it had these little bits of science fiction in it. Of course, obviously, the operation is just ridiculous from a, you know, a science <laughs> standpoint. You just have to turn your Can brain you imagine? off. Because John Travolta is a taller man than it Nick is Cage. wider. Like Nick Cage is more svelte. <laughs> It just wouldn't work, okay? He would look like Edgar from Men in Black walking around with skin on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you just it's just one of those things where you have to be like, okay, I'm just here for the ride. And But then they get to prison, and this prison is very science fiction-y. It has these uh, magnetic floors with these boots that magnetize you to the ground to keep you from escaping, and it locks you down. And it just I like that sort of near-future... Um, technology because honestly we could probably do that today but you know no one's ever thought of doing it other than the makers of this wonderful film but I just like that stuff I like near future sci-fi and I thought that was wonderful uh, I, the, yeah, okay. and, the, and the prison's actually on a on a floating it's on a, uh, a what looks like oil an, rig an oil rig like it's they've had to reconstitute this oil rig as an underground Prison. Which I thought was they they just kind of just glimpse you know they it was just a glance you know he uh, cast or not Castro uh, Sean Archer as Castro Troy um, you know he's trying to escape this this prison and he pops out of the top and <laughs> recognizes that he's in the middle of the, the ocean <laughs> and he uh, he's got to jump off um, and uh, I just you know it was just like a. A quick parting shot. Oh, you're just in the middle of the ocean. We don't pay any attention to this. Here, w- swim to shore and call your friend. Um, but, I mean, that's not what the movie is for, so. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's really just a great breakout scene. All the action scenes are really fun for me. Practical effects. I love that there's no squibs, right? Or not squibs. Pardon me. I like squibs. No CG blood. I think that's one of those things that modern cinema... I wish we'd go backwards on. I really prefer squibs and practical effects when it comes to like movie gore. Yeah. Um, and there's one scene I love where, okay, let's, let's fast forward just a bit um, to when cash, uh, Sean Archer is Castro Troy and he's escaped from prison and he needs a place to stay. He goes to see Castro Troy's old friend, um, Dietrich, who's played by Nick Cassavetes, who is again one of the best things. He's so good, and he's bald, and he's got earrings, and he looks like a drug dealer because he is a drug dealer. And then you get probably one of the most iconic scenes in this movie where he's given Castro Troy drugs and or Sean Archer drugs, and Sean Archer, being a clean cut police officer, has never done drugs before, and it's kind of knocked him for a loop. And they're like, what are we, are we going to hide you somewhere? He says, no, I'm going to kill Sean Archer. What are we going to do when we do that? I'm going to take his face off. And if you've seen this movie, you're doing the hand motion right now of removing your (laughs) face. And he does it like twice. And then Dietrich goes, take his face off. And then he says, you want to take his face? Yes. His face. Oh. The eyes, nose, skin. It's coming off. The face. Oh. No more drugs for that man. And he, he's so cool. I love it. Oh, it's good. I'm glad you like this bit part of this guy. Um, oh, he's great. Uh, I would watch because, a whole movie like, with him. I, <laughs> I'm looking at his IMDb synopsis, and I don't think I've ever seen another movie with him in it. I, I can't recall, but I love him here. Um, now... Okay, <laughs> I have some notes. I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but yeah, during, let's go for it. During this um the 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 
the scene where they're actually doing the surgery, they're showing you all this advanced technology of the face being removed and, you know, all the tech around that. And then they take the time to show you him getting a haircut. And it's like the technology that goes into cutting someone's hair. Now, I got to say with this, I got to point out that the stuntmen in this movie are so obvious at so many points. You can tell when a stunt is being done that it is not Nick Cage. You mean the two of them flying through the air with the boat? The boat yeah, is the most was... glaring one. <laughs> so like that's near the end. There's this boat explosion. They're flying through the air. And they don't do a wide enough shot. And <laughs> they also, there's scenes where you can tell the guy has a different haircut. At the yeah. very least, use this amazing technology of haircut and give one to the stunt guy who's playing Castor Troy's character, Nick Cage's character, so that the hair is the same length because it's blowing in the wind. And in the movie, Nick Cage has really short hair. I'm not wrong, am I? I mean, come on. No, no. I mean, it is. They're very obvious, not John Travolta and Nick Cage. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, I want to go back to uh, Margaret Cho. Yeah, she's a, talk about a bit part. She's barely in the movie. Yeah, but you know, I didn't realize that was Margaret Cho. Uh, you know, the first time I watched it, or I didn't. I probably didn't even know who Margaret Cho was was the first time I watched it. But um, she's you know stand up comedian. She's been in a lot of other things. Uh, so just it's funny to see her in this movie before maybe she was real big into stand up. Um, she's got a lot of. I mean, she gets pretty high billing i mean in in the cast like she's in the opening crawl um, right yeah she's i mean she's a she has very uh she's a recurring part in the movie mm-hmm. um but you know she's got a lot of stand-up you haven't seen any of her stand-up she's really funny um but it's on netflix uh who who else john carroll lynch he's the uh the prison guard oh the my gosh guard. isn't he great uh yeah. so i love that guy he so uh, the first time I've ever seen it was Drew Carey. Um, yes, and the Drew I, Carey show. I think, uh, and I don't know how tastefully done um, him being a transgendered. Well, I don't even know if that's the proper term in that show, but I just remember really liking his performances. It might be that it hasn't aged well. I don't know, but but he's 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 uh, made a career out of being a you know, kind of a bit. Um, like, not bit, but um, like a secondary character. Well, and the other thing I most know him from is uh, Zodiac. Um, yeah, you've seen Zodiac, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, yep. he, and he's in that, and he he plays a possible serial killer. Um, yeah, I think he's great. He's menacing, and he's an abusive uh, prison guard. Um, yeah. So let me point uh, out. Okay, so let's while we're talking some semi-serious uh there is one thing that needs to be addressed and there's a scene where and i love the scene where caster troy is now playing sean archer so caster troy is in sean archer's uh house as sean archer and his daughter comes home with her boyfriend in the car and her boyfriend begins to sexually assault her he comes out beats the shit out of the guy, tells him to get out of here, right? And I think that's like, on its own, it's a it's a good scene. Here's where we get into some difficulty. The actor playing that character is Danny Masterson, who has had some small roles here or there, some TV roles. He's been in a couple movies. Who, if this is an art imitating life, He is currently being charged for rape. And here he is in this movie attempting to rape. That was Danny Masterson? Yes. I just completely missed that. And I I recognized him. I'm like, really? And then he started trying to. I'm like, what? Like, it predicted the future. That's really all I (laughs) want to say about it because he seems like a really terrible person and the charges seem to be very legitimate. So uh, I just thought it was um, he played a rapist very well. 
Um, well, and and if you don't know the name, uh, Danny Masterson, he's uh, he played, um, what's his name in that '70s show? Yeah, that's uh, the his curly head guy. That's his most famous um, role. He was in the show The Ranch yeah. on Netflix, which I imagine is just awful. And he was in uh, Yes Man, starring Jim Carrey, um, playing one like one of the side characters in that. Um, I'm done talking about him. He's an asshole. And anyway, okay, so. Let's talk about this scene now. They've, they've, they, Castro Troy, or excuse me, Sean Archer, as Castro Troy, is at this drug den and he meets Gina Grishon, who is formerly Castro Troy's lover, and they have a child together. And it's a little boy who reminds Sean Archer of his own son. Now, real quick, one of the, the, the things in this movie that happens over and over again that I think is the dumbest thing of all time is the face rub. Oh, yeah. God, I hate that. It's so dumb. Like, it, 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 it's so on the nose. And for a movie that's this on the nose already, this takes it to a different level of just cheese. In, well, it's almost cringe. It's extremely cringe. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, what Sean Archer does for his loved ones when he's greeting them is he takes his hand and he rubs it over their face. It's host. I mean, not like a hard rub. He no, just like no, but if like streaks his fingers down their face. First off, we live in a COVID world now. This would never fly. Secondly, that shouldn't fly in any world. If I greeted you, Mark, that way, how would you respond? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know because no one's ever greeted me in that way. It's ridiculous. So I don't know how I would feel. It's so. I mean, I watch after watching this movie, I I feel like, you know, I would not like that. Yes, and yeah, it's unappealing to everyone he does it to. His <laughs> own loved ones. There's a point at the end of the movie where he does it to his daughter, and then her daughter does it to this kid, and it just it's so stupid. No one you do and it. <laughs> okay, why? All right. One of the few things. So, now, I, yeah. So, I, I, a, a lot of a lot. You know, this movie is is thrust along by uh, Sean Archer, the character of Sean Archer's want for revenge against Castro Troy for the death of his son. And throughout the movie, you get you know interactions with characters about. Uh, well, there's a lot with his wife. Uh, Eve, where, you know, he he tells her, oh, I got him, you know, early on in the movie. And then he's like, oh, but I got to save the, I got to save Los Angeles or whatever fucking city it was that they planned the bomb in. Um, and, you know, and it's just like, you're meant to go along with these characters in the story. Because that's what the story's doing. And you're just trying to get to the next scene where somebody's playing over the top somebody. Uh, but I, I found the story to get bogged down by this, the, the grief of everybody over over Sean Archer's dead son. Um, and and I, I, I didn't want to feel that way, but it was brought up so many times. Um, like there's a, there's a scene later on in the movie where Castro Troy playing Sean Archer goes with his wife to their son's grave. And the, his wife just has, just breaks down and starts sobbing. Um, and then like mentions, he took my, he took our baby or whatever. Um, which was like you said before, very on the nose. Um, but like it's it's just well, I so, think that like, scene also is there to be like the guy that she's talking about that took right, their baby is the guy that is killed the her guy son. That's yeah. there. Yeah, right. No, I I get that. But like it's so on on the nose with like it's for as much as John Woo did for this movie action wise and and it's great. The some parts of this film are too on the nose where they don't allow the the characters to organically grieve um but i don't need like, that in this movie i think that's no more but, the but better the movie, argument the movie tries to solicit that, it though yeah that's the thing is that you don't need it but the movie puts it there to in order to make you attempt to make you feel that way so like um 
you know, I would have, I would have much rather have gotten a like his grown daughter point of view of grief, which is clearly on on view. Um, but I don't know. That's one of my main gripes with the movie is that it just it gets bogged down a little bit or a little too much uh, for my liking. And I would just rather have been there. There, there been a, a mention at the beginning, and then maybe some subtle hints at at you know revenge. Yeah. Throughout, but like this movie is all about these two characters trying to kill each other. That's it. So that's it. There doesn't need to be any of this other bullshit. I, I okay, I'm with you. Now they get to this. So one of the action set pieces happens at this drug den, right? Um. And essentially, Pollock does a terrible job of acting and then tells his brother that Sean Archer, as Caster Troy, is in this drug den and there's a big shootout. But before all of this, like I said, you get that face off thing. No more drugs for that man. And then the shootout happens as they try to kill Sean Archer as well, Caster Troy. And, he, and there's the introduction of the the... Of Caster Troy's son, who magically looks exactly like Sean Archer's son, um, and makes Sean Archer playing Caster Troy feel something again, um, which then plays into the end of the movie. But yeah, it's kind of it's just, like whatever. But um, so I want to say this is because it's the 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 parting moments of my favorite character. As um, because it's ridiculous. So they have this awesome shootout, right? And everybody's getting killed and there's bullets everywhere. And the whole time, Sean Archer is trying to protect this little boy. Uh, as Castro Troy. Uh, and they do that. But it looks like in this point, cast the real Castro Troy as Sean Archer is trying to kill this little boy as he's aiming down sights. And he shoots and he kills our bald headed friend Dietrich. Now, he's holding his neck, and he goes up to his sister, and he's like, hey, you need to go. And then they share a kiss that does not seem sibling appropriate to me. Right. It's very on the mouth. It is very on the mouth. (laughs) And I found it (laughs) off-putting. And then he turns around, and he starts talking to Sean Archer, as Caster Troy, and removes his hand, and the hole in his neck starts spurting. It's so awesome. Like it and that's the kind of practical thing I like. Just it like it was a a great send-off for this character other than kissing his sister. But then like there's another scene with him where they're having the shootout, everyone's dying, and he goes, Damn, my place is getting fucked up. Loved that. That he was so concerned about his house. Like <laughs> oh, uh, everything's every, everything about this movie is over the top it's so good. and for the most part it fits other parts it doesn't um the so let's let's get let's get towards the end here you know um the movie progresses where these two characters are just literally blowing shit up trying to kill each other um are they literally blowing up hunks of feces no, they're okay. literally blowing things up. There we go. Um, and you know we get a we get a boat chase at the end of the movie. Oh, it's um, it's great. I love it. It is. It's a it's a it's it's a fantastic boat chase. Um, and you know it. We get a, and I wonder how much inspiration John Woo took from for this boat chase fight scene it's because they eventually end up on the same boat together caster troy and sean archer yeah um i wonder you remember um what was it indiana jones and the the last crusade where he's fighting the guy in the beginning of the movie on the boat and the boat gets chopped up by the propeller oh yeah is that indiana jones or is that bond that's indiana jones bro oh okay how many times we gotta do this this episode look look that shit up so you can be proven wrong again. Okay. And we can move on. Okay. Uh, Let, all right. Let's Indian- chime in on me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm sure when I edit this episode, I'll find something. 
<laughs> it's Indiana Jones and the, the Last Crusade. Okay, um, you're right. You're, but you're right. I wonder. I wonder. I, like they're they're very. I mean, like this scene in Face Off is <laughs> very, very extravagant. Uh, you know, tons of. I mean, you get you get Nick Cage water skiing with his shoes. Oh, it's good. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's 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 a great fight. I mean, this this boat seems like it's a fucking uh, aircraft carrier with the way that they maneuver around on it. Um, but it's not. It's a regular speedboat. And uh, you know, uh, John Travolta at one one point um, gets his head down by the propeller, and he's like, "Oh, is he gonna get his face chopped off?" Uh, and it doesn't happen. But still, it's still a great action action piece. Oh, yeah. It's a great finale. The boat crashes to the shore. It explodes. You get to see very vividly how the stuntmen look. And um, <laughs> as they crash to the ground, you're like, that is not Travolta and Cage, which we knew it wouldn't be. But just maybe hide it a little more. You know, <laughs> that's my only thing. Um, and have them have the same haircut. Those are my two critiques. Uh, they, they fist fight for a bit. And as... Sean Archer is ready to kill Castro Troy. Castro Troy starts carving into his own face as a way to, you're going to kill me, but I'm not giving you your face back. And he, so Archer ends up shooting him and somehow with a harpoon gun. Yeah. But somehow people are now believing because one thing we didn't mention is all the people who knew that this face swap had happened. Oh, they were burned alive. They were killed. A Castro Troy killed them. That way, fiery blaze. there would be no evidence to swap them back. You ever seen The Departed? Right. That's um, they you know, without the face swap. What I'm trying to say is, face off is The Departed without face swapping. Wait, flip. Anyway, um, so <laughs> they these police come up. Are you okay, Mister Archer? They just buy it. Oh, he's what? He swapped faces. Makes sense to me. And they go out yeah. and it's totally normal. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's very, it's, it's, it's very nineties, very nineties action. Very, uh, you know, just John Woo, you know, very doves flying in the air. Oh, the doves. Um, Cause they heard this funeral. Cause at one point, um, <laughs> Castro Troy kills Sean Archer's boss and they go to the funeral and there's doves around and there's this operatic music playing and there's more doves. And there's a shootout in the whole place. Gina Gershon gets killed. And um, so now this child that she had with Castro Troy is an orphan. And uh, it's awesome. The whole scene. Uh, not the orphan part necessarily, but, you know. Um, so. So the end of the movie uh, is. I got a, something to say about this. He, is, uh, he gets swapped so, back, right? Yeah, yeah. Which no. seems like yep. it would be a pretty invasive procedure. Nah. And she doesn't pick him up from the hospital. He has to drive right. himself home. <laughs> but not before making a quick swing by the old the adoption center, home. right? He's like, I gotta <laughs> on my way home from having severe <laughs> operations. I'm gonna just pick like up he's a stopping kid. for a gallon of milk. I'm just gonna grab a kid because we're low on kids at home. We're down one currently. Time to get the quota back up. He swigs by, picks up Adam, this poor orphan boy, <laughs> having to drive him Caster home. Troy, it's Caster Troy's son. Caster Troy's yeah. son. <laughs> and he brings them home, and they adopt the child. No questions asked. I don't know about adopt. Maybe they're fostering him, but it, it seemed to me like they adopt him because he's like, go show him his- He gave him his dead son's room. Right, and then he's like, uh, this is great. And then they all rub faces- they take their hands and they do like a face rub-a-thon on everyone. And then we go to the end credits. It's like a circle jerk, but with face rubs. I didn't want to say it, but yes. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so incredible. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that throughout the movie, and I think it was done on purpose is because there's even a line of dialogue in it where... Sean Archer or Caster Troy playing Sean Archer makes fun of John Travolta's face and chin. Oh, um, I loved that. That was so good. But I hate wearing this ridiculous <laughs> chin. Travolta yeah. has an incredible chin. 
Probably the most famous chin other than Leno, Jay Leno. I think Leno's tops, but this would be a second, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, throughout the movie, Travolta's chin is very pronounced. It's 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 almost done on purpose to where you're forced to look at his chin. You could every store time Reese's screen. pieces in it. It's <laughs> like I feel like he could flex it and break a walnut. You know, it's it's pretty good. It's like it's like when you flex your your pectoral muscles. Yes, um, like it it has a mind of its own. It's awesome. <laughs> like you could turn it sideways and it would talk to you. <sighs> what a thrilling film! Ah. So, uh, do you? I will. I will say. I will say. Uh, I give you your 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 props on this one. Uh, I didn't make I it. Thoroughly, no, <laughs> no. But you you chose it, and it it very it very much fits our theme. Um, I wholeheartedly recommend this film. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what the fuck you've been doing for the last twenty years. Well, you might have but... been someone who was born after the fact. And you don't know. That's not an excuse. It is an excuse. an excuse. It's not. Okay, what's the be. oldest film you've seen? And you can't say The Lady Vanishes or that silent movie I made you watch. <laughs> it probably something from the 60s. I don't know. Right. Okay, so, you know, and you were born in what, 52? Listen. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, it that's you should go watch it. If you want to know what action movies were like before computers took over, and this is it. This is what you watch. You watch this, you watch Terminator 2, and I'm not saying that this is on par with Terminator 2 because it's not, but it's but so not, much fun. But it, it defined, well, it was one of the films that defined an era, and it's, it, I I think it's, to me, it goes down in my cinema lore of, you know, great films. Um, It's a... Every time I've watched this movie, and before we watched it for this review, it probably been like six, seven years since I've seen it. Um, every time I watch it, it's it's like so magnetic that you have you have to pay attention because the performances demand it, and um, and I think our because I'm gonna just go ahead and tell tell everybody that. Uh, we uh we got we got Nick Cage month coming up soon. Do we? Um, <laughs> Have we booked it? I, th- I thought we did. Did we? I don't know. We're gonna do it. I, I mean, I thought we I thought we did. I thought it was gonna be our no- November uh, November month. Is that what we're doing? Um, I'm fine with it. Oh, that's right. You did. Yes, yes, yes. Let me. Because there's one particular movie I would yeah, like yeah, to yeah, review. Um, and uh, but uh, I think we're gonna yeah Cage. Month. We're gonna dive in dive into some other Nick Cage films. Nick Cage isn't the isn't the best part of this movie, in my opinion. Um, he's pretty but you, good, but uh, you get you get you get real good glimpses when of he's Castor Troy at the Cage. beginning. Yeah. It's so yeah. it's the best. Yeah, like he's so Him, gross. I want you to suck my tongue, and then he sticks his tongue out, and there's something <laughs> wrong with it. I don't know. It looks shriveled and gross, and I feel sorry for the Wait, actress. You're describing his, his tongue. tongue. Oh. It looked really weird. Well, I mean, not every tongue can be. Uh, you know, the, 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 oh God! Best thing. All right, so next uh, week. Uh, oh yeah, I recommend the movie. I think everyone knows that it's awesome. It's right up my alley. It's it's awesome. It's so wait real real quick. Um, better '90s Nick Cage film. Uh, and I'm gonna give you some choices. Okay. Um, face off face face off and we're gonna go with uh the rock okay and then we're michael bay and con air um to me it's face best nick cage best nick cage it's uh as far as nick cage performances yes the rock's off the table um because i don't think he he's just kind of vanilla in that one um I love the mullet and Con Air. I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go with Face Off. Okay. I I just, it, yeah, it's what I want in life. <laughs> we'll get more Nick Cage coming up in November. We will. Um, we will. I'm looking forward to that. So, like I said, I do recommend this. But you picked the next movie, and I yeah. I came through with some bangers. 
you made us watch Wild Wild West. And now I'm a little worried. And I've talked with uh, Mr. Mark about this off pod about October because it's going to be some sort of horror theme. And I'm a lightweight when it comes to horror movies. I just but it's gonna it's gonna be tasteful. Horror. I we're just not, we're not I, we're not going with classic slasher films. I, but that's what I like. That's what I want. What I don't want is to not be able to get to sleep the next night. <laughs> and I have a feeling that this next movie might be that. No, the next movie's not like that. Um, the next movie is just more. So we're we're watching. Um, not the house of a thousand corpses what is Thank it God. uh the devil's rejects why did um, i do this podcast with you oh my God. Uh, it's because i'm allowing you to see movies you've never seen i don't want to you're allowing me oh looky here oh thank you so much <laughs> uh we're watching the rob zombie huh. um horror oh you call it's, it a classic it's not it's not a classic no but it's it's very over the top uh, the villain in the movie is, or the main villain in the movie is, is over the top. They're all over the top performance because they're all villains. Um, is Nick Cage in it? No, then I'm but, not watching uh, it. all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, um, it's, it's a, the best way I can describe and, and Sid, um, what's his name? 6.7. Uh, Sid, Sid Haig. Okay. Sid Haig uh, plays Captain Spaulding. He's the uh, the basketball the manufacturer. The okay, <laughs> he's bald. His head oh, like yeah, that's, uh, I just tell uh, people anyways. that we're watching this garbage, and yeah, we'll be back next it. week. Yeah. Uh, we have to we have to shout out the uh, oh, yes. the music for the pod is uh, by the band Driveways. You can find their music anywhere you get your music from, and the song uh, is Skeletons. Oh skeletons uh and we will have a link to all of their their socials and uh website and everything else in the show notes we do appreciate them make sure you give them a listen and next week we'll see you with uh the devil's reject you can find us on twitter at the movie draft house the house is yep, where the it. movies are you can also yep. find our email in the garbage uh you can find me on twitter <laughs> at podcast by jeff you can find mark on twitter at i heard you liked Hey, The Devil's Rejects has a 6.8 IMDb rating. I don't care. All right. Hey, there's an Easter egg. Real quick before we leave. Do you you know how what how many out of what do does IMDb do? Six out of what? Ten. Right. Go to the Spinal Tap page. Okay. Going to the Spinal Tap. What's the rating? Oh, I gotta get to it. This is Spinal Tap. Uh, it is a seven point nine out of eleven. Yes, it goes up to eleven. Have you seen Spinal Tap? You haven't seen. If I have, you haven't been... seen Spinal Tap. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Oh, but you know the know whole it goes to, up though. to eleven thing, right? No. You don't know about. He doesn't know about the three seashells. Oh, God. Oh, all right. As soon as possible, you're watching I, I, Spinal I mean, Tap. I wipe my butt with a seashell. That's what I know. About yeah, but seashells. you don't know about it goes up to 11? All right, we got to get out of here because I just, I can't with you. Um, we'll see. This is the driveways. Have a listen. Throw back to 97. That was an easier time. I never tried pretending You never needed a lifeline But that was years now And I never expected I would step outside my ignorant bliss Wish I could put these fears down Admit that I was reckless And there had to be a signal I missed A signal I missed